This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hello and welcome to Pop Vouchers, a pop culture podcast by The Straits Times. My name is Jen Lee and I'm joined, as always, by Yosem Joe. Hi, guys. Yes, we've been away for a little bit, but we're back in full force and we are discussing something that's very close to our hearts because we love TV. Television! Yeah! Woohoo! Okay, so the Emmys are happening next Monday. Mm-hmm. Well, Monday in our time, Sunday in their time, right. September 23rd. Yes, we'll be covering it. Please check out Straits Times coverage of the Emmys. And this year is, well, I wouldn't say special because it's been a trend for a little bit now, but we are seeing an influx of movie stars. So really, truly like Oscar-nominated movie stars going to TV and getting nominated for their television work. And they're really gunning it out at Emmys this year. So we're going to see a lot of stars on the red carpet. Right. So today we are going to talk about this trend of movie actors moving to TV, why it's happening and what it means. Right. So is TV becoming more atas, basically, with all its like, Hollywood movie um, star celebrity power. star power exactly yes the short answer is TV becoming more atas yes so, <laughs> and well, why why because I mean there's some background to this right? yeah there's some background to this so in any entertainment industry there's a hierarchy right I mean in any industry there's a hierarchy so in Hollywood the hierarchy used to be very clear right it used to be like soap opera stars then it's TV stars then it's movie stars like everybody wanted to be a movie star you know in like the 80s people wanted to be a movie star you know people mm. weren't thinking about let's just do a TV show and be done like right. people wanted to work with Steven Spielberg that was right. the plan right even from the time when movies had no sound yeah. people wanted to be in silent movies yeah right? because movies is the big screen you mm. know there's that glamour factor to it right. people don't sit around in their pyjamas watching you at home you know right. they dress up and they, they would dinner. they would drive to yeah. the public movie screenings yes. and yes. actually it's watch an you from the car exactly yeah it's an event so it's really quite interesting because right now we're seeing that this hierarchy is sort of I wouldn't say it's changing, but definitely the gap between TV, soap opera not that much, but definitely the gap between TV and movies are definitely closing, right? So we're talking about why this is happening. And if you have any doubts about whether there was a hierarchy in the first place, just think about some of the people, you know, who work in TV and who work in movie. You think of like George Clooney and Brad Pitt and you think they're A-list, right? Mm-hmm. But you look at someone like Jim Parsons who has earned a hundred million, by the way. Like his net worth is a hundred million because he was on 11 or what, 12 seasons of Big Bang Theory. Damn, son. Yeah, one of the highest paid actors in TV. But I wouldn't say Jim Parsons is someone the tabloids would call A-list. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, because A-list is reserved for like what we think are movie stars is Jennifer Lawrence, Emma Stone, you know, those are movie mm. stars. So there is a little bit of a hierarchy there, even though, as we will see later on, as we discuss further, that there's a little bit of a nuance and differences between TV and movie, but also there's some pros, like, I think, to being in TV. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about this year's Emmys, because as you know, the Emmys are happening and we said there are a lot of movie stars. So let's... Sam Joe, tell me some of the people that you're excited to see at the Emmys this year. It's super sad. You know, I usually, again, obviously, I'm a, I guess, a victim of this hierarchy being brainwashed into me. So I would look forward to the Oscars every year. But every time the Emmys come around, I'm like, ah, I'll just like read it in the news tomorrow. What you know what I mean? Yeah. But now that the Emmys are more and more star-studded, so to speak, Okay, and I define star started by like, you know, if I'm a paparazzi, right, and I see two celebrities, mm-hmm. one go left, one go right, which one will I chase after? Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the one that I'll chase after. So this year we have a lot of people I would chase after. Okay, we have mm-hmm. Amy Adams, Yay. we have Hugh Grant, 
We have Benicio Del Toro. Yeah, I mean, Benicio Del Toro is like such a rare name to see on the Emmys. Yeah, on TV. Uh, Sam Rockwell. Love mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Michelle Williams. Love her. Yeah, love, love her. her. Uh, not, the, not the Destiny's Child one, but I'm you sorry. know, the yeah, blonde the one. Destiny's Child <laughs> one. I'm sorry about Mark Wahlberg being paid so much more than you. Okay, continue. Right, that's another, another podcast episode. episode. Another right. episode. Mahershala Ali. Yes, congrats, congrats. on the Oscars win um, last year. Jen's favourite, Olivia Colman. Olivia Colman, my queen, won the Oscars <laughs> Best Actress. Literally Beating from- out Glenn Close. I'm so sorry, Glenn Close. Yeah, okay, Glenn Close. continue. Okay, but anyway, continue. tune into our Oscar episode. Patricia Arquette. Uh-huh. Okay. Patricia Arquette. Michael Douglas. Wow, yeah. I love how he's still like... He, he is. is still doing things. Michael Douglas is still doing he's stuff. He's a very hardworking actor. I yes. love him. And then last year, we also had, what, uh, Nicole Kidman and Reese Witherspoon for Big Little Lies mm-hmm. and... Lily Tomlin, Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda and Grace and Frankie. Right. As you can see, very, very star-studded, right? So why is this happening? Firstly... TV is going through a huge boom, right? With the streaming wars and the investment. Sam Joe, tell us more about that. You know, right now, honestly, you ask someone, what do they do after work? What are you doing this weekend? Oh, I'm just going to Netflix and chill, right? I know, mm-hmm. Apart from the chilling part, which is mm-hmm. totally your prerogative, all right? <laughs> but the thing is, everyone's concept of TV now is, yes, you know, it's on my device. It's something I do at home to pass mm-hmm. time and mm-hmm. everything is on demand now. So gone are the days where you actually, you know, I remember like rushing home to watch like the 7pm show, mm-hmm. you know, on Channel 8, for example. But now it's like, in fact, a lot of people are not watching local content anymore, right? Because yep. they have so much international mm-hmm. content coming on their streaming, streaming devices. And there's big money in streaming because there's so many subscribers. Yeah. And as we can see, there are so many people who are trying to become the next Netflix, right? right? Like Apple Plus. Apple Plus. Coming up. Launching in November. Launching in yes. November. Yeah. And NBC, so- I think, is coming out with something in 2020. So Disney, does it? that Disney something. Basically, everyone wants to yeah. be the new, the next Netflix, okay? Yes, yes. Everyone is jealous that Netflix is basically on everyone's phone, everyone's computer. Yes. They everyone's... want the Netflix pie, basically. Yeah. Netflix then, is being threatened. Right. They also want to get in on the bedroom action. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, look at all these big shows that people are talking about, like pop culture mm-hmm. phenomena. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everyone's talking about shows like The Crown, like, you know, Game of Thrones, some HBO as well, Downton Abbey, Handmaid's Tale. All these are uh, TV shows, but with super high production qualities. Yes. So, so it's not necessarily rivaling movies. In fact, exactly. Yes. Sometimes even a bigger budget than many movies out there. They might be. They might yeah. be. The Game of Thrones. Yes, definitely. Exactly. It's mm-hmm. a classic example. And TV, I guess, also these days is what a more progressive. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Space. So aside from you know more money going to TV, and that's why it's a bit more attractive nowadays, and so high quality, so it's a bit more attractive nowadays. It's also very progressive as compared to the film medium, right? Because when you think of films, it's so traditional. You have to break box office, you have to break even, you have to make back your profits, and you have to spend a lot of money marketing because you are actually trying to get people to basically lift up their butts, get off the couch, and go outside. Mm. To spend money, right? Mm. So a lot of people now with streaming, they're not as willing to do that, right? They're not as willing to be... They can be just like, why not I just wait for it to come on demand? It's fine. Because going to the movies is an expense of time and effort on the consumer's part, right? Right. So that's why movies, they tend to be a bit more conservative. They tend to not be so niche in their content or their themes because they want to appeal to the largest crowd as possible, right? Mm. But TV is different because TV, a lot of people can watch it at home and people might be like, you know what? It's 11.30, I can't sleep. Let me just catch this episode of this. Right. Let me just download this yeah. uh, from Netflix, see what it's about, you know. So exactly. there's more possibility of gaining an audience through casually, in fact. Yeah. So, and we all know once you have gained an audience for one episode, yeah, then, then people start to binge watch. Or whatever, and, yeah, yeah, and following yeah. And, and that's so how you on. earn their loyalty. 
So in a sense, TV has more space to experiment mm. and more space to appeal to an even smaller crowd. Because if you appeal to just a very niche crowd, but the entire niche community watches you, there's still a sizable audience, right? So we look at things like Atlanta, which is about like black rappers trying to make it. A Pose, which is about drag queens, the ball scene, right? Love it. Yeah, I know Sam Joe loves that show. And then Killing Eve, which is about two women, you know, in a psychological thriller. Those themes two women fighting it out on screen as part of a spy thriller, Atlanta black rappers trying to make it, or post transgender themes, you know, drag queen community. Those might be seen as too niche for the film market. So a lot of actors, if they want like more interesting roles or they want roles that are different and special, they might actually turn to TV because there are better roles over at TV or I would say more progressive roles over at TV. Look at the state of movies right now. Like, remakes are the king, right? There are no original movies, man. Like, you These look days? At, yeah, these days, you look at 2018, the 15 highest grossing films were all based on previously established properties. This is from the Washington Post. Mm-hmm. And then the year previously, only until the 13th higher grossing film, you got an original film. So original films with, like, original stories and plot lines and sequences, not big money-making now, right? Mm. So even this year, you think of what we are watching this summer, Lion King, superhero movie, Spider-Man Far From Home, um, Angry Birds franchise, Toy Story. Another Marvel movie, basically. All franchises. Disney remakes, yeah. yeah. John Wick franchise, you know. (laughs) They really, really want to be the people pleaser. It's Mm -hmm. all about box office numbers. They want things that I already know I have an audience. Yes, So it's it's not as It's not as imaginative as Sam Joe would say. Right. He likes that word. (laughs) (laughs) You're right, you're right. A lot of it is like been there, done that, but except Mm -hmm. done in like with higher budget. Mm. And with like a different cast. It's also Even very Char- Charlie's Angels coming up, for example. Yes, Charlie's Angels you know. remake. Is it, isn't it too soon for a remake? I'm sorry. Oh my god, they're also remaking Lady and the Tramp. I'm just saying. <laughs> we don't need Lady and the Tramp with real dogs. Like, seriously, just let the real dogs be real dogs. A little bit creepy, yeah. Okay, but anyway, as we were discussing this episode, we also realized that a lot of the actors and actresses heading to TV are middle age or older, right? So, mm. Sam Joe, can you tell me about that? Yeah, so I was watching like the Graham Northern mm-hmm, uh, show mm-hmm. recently. I, I, I love his clips on YouTube yes, and everything. I do love Graham. Uh, I'm not sure. I think this was one of an older clip, but one of his older clips. And Maggie Smith was on. Dame, Dame Maggie, Maggie Smith. Smith. Respect, okay? Respect. So obviously, you know, a lot of people know her, especially a lot of kids these days, they would know her as Professor McGonagall from uh, Harry, Harry Potter, Potter. the film franchise. But of course, she's a legend and she's had like lots of film and TV she's and stage roles. She's had a long roles. career, stage roles, everything, yes. Yeah. A career longer than many of us have been alive, right? Yes. Probably Jen and me put together, so not as old as a career. But she basically said, yeah, she's had this illustrious career okay mm-hmm. she's already a dame because of her like you know acting contributions her and contributions achievement. to theatre yes um, but then a show like Downton Abbey comes along she plays the Dowager Countess right yeah. And she was just telling Graham Norton, like, it really wasn't until this TV show came along that she mm-hmm. really was introduced to this whole generation of, of fans. And viewers, yeah. Of viewers. In America and overseas. Yeah. And she basically yeah. just said, and Graham Norton was like, really, even with all that you've done before, and even with Harry Potter, and she's like, that's TV for you. Yeah, exactly. You know? And yeah, it's the power TV of TV. Just, TV has a large audience base because mm. it's much more accessible, I think, in a yeah. way than film. And just like all the Netflix shows, it goes mm-hmm. into your room. It goes yeah, into your bedroom. Exactly. If you're bored on toilet, Seat, yeah. you can also switch exactly, on Netflix. Exactly. Like, you know, TV's and you, great. You think about
about it, $13 for Netflix a month, you spend $13 on one movie if you right. go out, right? right? So it is, in a way, more accessible to normal people, I think, to right. just people living normal lives. Yeah, and not just Maggie Smith. I mean, a lot of actresses also. Jane got... Fonda, mm. Lily Tomlin. Jane Fonda's body for an 80-year-old <laughs> is insane, okay? Yeah. But anyway, Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, these are all actresses who have turned to TV. It begs the question, are they turning to TV in part because film roles might be drying up? I because think, of their age? Yeah, I think know? to some extent. I mean, a lot of these actresses have said very openly in interviews and very indignantly as well. Like, that they uh, get passed over as they age. Yeah, basically, yeah. after a woman turns 40 in Hollywood, there are only a certain amount of roles that are offered getting, to like, you. You start getting like mom roles or you start yeah. getting like, you know, you just start getting like the frustrated wife right, roles. You know, right. like it's not as interesting or exciting right. as And these you are younger. people who are like leading actresses back in their day. Yes, and then they're being offered, was a leading actress. They're being offered like smaller supporting roles, sometimes even just cameos. And not that we're saying that these roles aren't important. But, you know, definitely in terms of like what they can draw and Mm. how they're actually valued by Mm. movie makers and production houses, Mm. like it's really, really telling. And when we look at something like Grace and Frankie, that's a show that entirely puts the experience of two elderly ladies at the forefront and not many films do that mm. so that's something that TV can do lot. and of course TV also offers opportunities to actors and actresses who want to like produce their own stuff so Nicole Kidman and Reese Witherspoon you know executive produce Big Little Lies and this Amy Adams executive produce Sharp Objects which she also starred in so there's a bit more space I think for them to do things that they might not be able to do on film right okay. on okay so at this point if you're enjoying what you're listening to we are hashtag pop vouchers please look for us on all the channels available be it Spotify be it Google Podcasts be it Apple and maybe one day we get our own Netflix show yeah Yeah. hashtag pop vouchers hashtag pop vouchers thank you Netflix if you're listening Mm -hmm. we're plugging you like crazy today because it's about TV but anyway so look out for us there soon and of course we're also on YouTube alright so do subscribe to all our channels and rate and like us thank you very much thank you alright back to our program yes so another thing about TV that I think a lot of people don't necessarily realize is that there are very 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 big paychecks in TV especially if you do longer running series Mm-mm. so of course money is always a big driver and a big motivation for a money, lot of people money 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 is so funny in a rich man's world yeah let's get into the rich man's world now if I was a rich man, girl no 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 Gwen Stefani is coming I'm just excited okay, okay. Oh, oh yeah she, she is. is this okay, okay. weekend okay okay come anyway so, the rich girl we are talking about right now I'm gonna say a name and many of you might be surprised the rich girl I will be talking about Alison Hannigan <gasps> how many of you remember Alison Hannigan she is the one from, from Buffy yes Willow from Buffy oh Willow yes yes yes, yes. and Lily from How I Met Your Mother Woo. so that's 7 seasons of Buffy and 9 seasons of How I Met Your Mother do you know how much her net worth is that lady is loaded okay 30 million right Margot three Robbie zero. 3 zero. for comparison Margot Robbie yes I know Margot Robbie is a lot younger and ingenue up and coming but Margot Robbie is an Oscar nominated actress Margot Robbie is the one that people would say she's A-list Alison Hannigan people are now like who the peps don't even follow her anymore like she's not a big she's not a household name per se I would say okay maybe a household name but she's definitely not active or like she's not as ubiquitous as as Margot Robbie because you've either seen her shows or you haven't Yes. whereas Margot Robbie you would have seen her you have seen her somewhere on a poster or whatever at at very least as Harley Quinn with you know everyone dresses up as for Halloween exactly so you would imagine that Margot Robbie is the one that is the big A-list so imagine that she's richer but no because Margot Robbie is an actress who has mostly worked in film Mm. 
right? And film doesn't always pay as much as TV. Alison Hannigan has had very, very, very consistent paychecks because, as I said, seven seasons of Buffy, nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother, those are like 20 over episodes orders of television, right? Right. And for sure, Alison Hannigan gets backends. What am I talking about when I talk about backends? Backends are profits paid to a participant from a product. So you get the salary, right? Salary is pre-negotiated. Before we start filming, you say, I want how much, how much? Then negotiate, negotiate. Okay, I give you how much, how much, right? So you take that home. Okay, fine. But backends are things like if How I Met Your Mother gets sold to a network for reruns or whatever or whatever, blah, blah. Every time you see another How I Met Your Mother episode on Channel 5 or whatever, a little bit of that profit probably goes to Alison Hannigan. Mm. So she keeps on having money, right? The money just rolls in continuously because those are still fairly popular shows, especially in the case of How I Met Your Mother, which, by the way, is actually on Netflix. So when that goes on Netflix, I'm sure she will have gotten some profits out of it as well. So when you look at things like that, it's quite obvious why people do turn to TV la. So Viola Davis, Oscar nominated, Oscar winner in fact. Um, Love her. Yes, she's in How to Get Away with Murder, mm-hmm. which is ending after six seasons. So when you look at How to Get Away with Murder, again, 20 over episodes orders, right? Six seasons. That means very, very consistent income for her. Mm-hmm. And again, she probably gets back-end deals. She probably has some deals about when it goes to syndication, when it gets sold, she'll probably get some money off right. that. It's all in the contract. Yeah, it's yeah. all in the contract. When the show makes money, she basically gets a profit. Right, and chances yeah. are when they renew yes, uh, when these they leading renew, stars for further seasons. They renegotiate the pay, so exactly. they get even higher pay. Sometimes yeah. they even get things like sign-on bonuses. That means I just give you a huge bonus simply for saying yes to doing another season of the show. As we are saying, big, big paychecks in television series. So that is partially, I think, why a lot of people are turning to TV. And again, the high quality of TV right now is peak TV, right? There's so many good quality television shows and original content as well. So Mm. it's not surprising that more people will turn to TV. For sure. And then meanwhile in Asia, (laughs) we've talked about Hollywood, but meanwhile in Asia, it's kind of not really seeing that transferring from like, you know, with with all these movie stars going from the the silver screen to TV. Some. A bit, a bit. But not as much, right? Yeah, not as much. The phenomenon is a bit more muted. So we did see Fan Bingbing do several series, which, God, Fan Bingbing, another story for another day, right? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, you can do a deep dive on her. Oh, we can do want. a deep dive on a scandal. Okay, but yeah. anyway, so Fan Bingbing did Wu Mei Niang, which is a television show after she was Fan Bingbing, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Zhang Zhen, who again, Jin Ma Jiang nominated actor. Golden Horse. Golden nominated Horse nominated actor. actor yeah. Very famous movie actor. He did his first drama this year, his first ever appearance on small screen in, if I'm not wrong, it's one of those like fantasy period dramas. Right. Yeah, so there are some cases of, I think, actors turning to TV, in part because China is very, very willing to spend to get big names for Mm. their shows. But it's still not as common, I would say. Mm, Long way to go. They still see the silver screen as like the paragon of of success. And I I would say that Asia definitely needs more consistently high-quality dramas Mm -hmm. for, I think, actors to consider it a very worthy medium or a very prestigious medium. Right now, we're not seeing that level yet. Okay. And then how about Singapore? We all know, right? (laughs) We both are such big consumers of Mediacorp dramas when we were younger. Yeah. 
we all know that in Singapore it works the other way around. Right. TV is the place where you earn money. Nobody really is a movie star. Yeah, in Singapore. I mean, if you get to be in one movie, you're lucky. You're lucky, indeed. Um, but no film industry. Well, we have a nascent film industry. Yeah, I think. very nascent. Which is some. Yeah, and I hope it continues to grow. We do. We do hope. Yes, we, I hope we it have, continues we to have grow. We have hopes for it, but right now it is definitely not enough to sustain an actor. Right. To who t- does not do TV. Yeah, it's not enough to fill a rice bowl consistently. So if you know you want to get jobs, you have to go to TV. Yeah. But hey, you know that's Singapore scene so thank mm-hmm. goodness for peak tv yes thank, thank goodness, goodness for, peak for TV. all the streaming and everything mm-hmm, that will mm-hmm. bring us like entertainment from basically all over the world that's what i love it's my favorite part about globalization really that we can get to watch yeah <laughs> through our phones our screens we can literally like get a glimpse into someone else's life you know and yes. this is someone else from all the way around the other yeah. side of the world mm-hmm. or it could be someone with a completely different life experience from yeah. us and TV, I feel like, has the power to give us that glimpse into another life. And another culture. Yeah, yep, which yep. is what I feel is so beautiful. Okay. All right, we're just going to wrap it up this episode by talking about the upcoming Emmys. Yeah, just um, a little bit of who we hope to win. La. Okay, we wouldn't call them predictions because we're not, you know, good at that. <laughs> so let's just talk about <laughs> hey, who we want to win. speak for yourself. So personally, I love Phoebe Waller-Bridge's Fleabag. Mm. You know, I have loved it since season one before people discovered it in season two. <laughs> That's what all okay. the hardcore fans say. Ah, I yeah, was watching no. this way before everyone else did. I was. You know, you okay. want to stake claim. But, but that means the show is damn good because you would really, want to stake claim It's really, it's damn it. good. It's so good. I want everybody involved to win. But I know there are a lot of good people competing this year. Mm-hmm. But I really do hope that at least one person gets a nod from Fleabag. You know, I hope it's Sian Clifford who plays Fleabag's sister. I also really love Killing Eve, which is also another Phoebe Waller-Bridge creation. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I and know, Sandra Oh, I hope she wins. Sandra Oh. I do hope, hope she wins Sandra the wins. acting Sandra award because you know she's killing she's, Eve. She's, she's killing she's it. Very good. Yeah, she's, she's really very, very killing very good. it in that and yeah. Asian representation. So yes, hey. Asian representation and Canadian representation because she's Canadian. Right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Sam Joe, what about you? Weird flex, but yeah. Um, I actually really want um uh, one of the dark horses to win. You uh-huh. know how we had we ran that story on Gwendolyn Christie yes. from Game of Thrones because HBO didn't want to nominate her, so she basically submitted her own nomination. Yes. So and Carice Van Houten as well. She submitted her own. Uh, oh, she did. She did. She did. Okay, yeah, yeah, she's nominated. So I hope all these self-nominated people. I love it. I think that come on. I mean, if They're you're hustling, good, yeah, you have to hustle and you have to fight for fight what for you what? believe yeah. in. And you know, if you believe that you're doing good work, then like you know, let it be known to the world. Yes. And, and I so, do, I do love Gwendolyn Christie in the last season. Mm. Definitely, she had some really great scenes. Yeah, Chris Van Houten as well. She had some great scenes as Melisandre in um the battle scenes. So good luck to them. And of course, I just want to give a shout out also to Ellen Arkin. He yeah. is my favourite granddaddy yes, to watch is. on mm. screen, okay, mm. for the Kaminsky method. I've loved him ever since I saw him on Little Miss Sunshine, so I really hope he wins. And I think we really need to honour all these, like, older... Veterans! Yes. Veterans, really, mm. who have been at it for so long, but they don't necessarily get a recognition that they deserve. Yes. Okay. Thank you very much for listening to our voices. They are not always the nicest, but I think my voice is pretty soothing. I Excuse like, you. I, I think Jen. the haze has made my voice a bit sad. So like, yeah, actually, I'm a bit phlegmy. Yeah, yeah. So I hope everybody stays, you know, happy and healthy in the haze. You stay know, hydrated. mask up. Yes. Yes. Stay hydrated and yeah. And tune into our next episode. Tell us what you think about this episode. What mm-hmm. you're excited about for the upcoming Emmys, and what do you think of this whole trend of movie stars moving onto TV? Like, it's are like you for that. it? against it or are you hoping to be in one of these shows yourself 
You yeah. can find us on our emails, which is yosamjo at sph.com.sg, jenlee at sph.com.sg. You can also find me at my Instagram account, jenleewrites. <laughs> yes, please check her out. She has okay. lots of good content from her lifestyle coverage, all right? So thanks again for listening. In the meantime, I am Sam Jo. She is Jen. And we are Pop, Pop Vultures. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times and The Business Times online.